You're listening to New Paradigm Business, a podcast where we bridge the gap between practical business strategies and spiritual growth. I'm Stacey Bugelhole, your New Paradigm Business Mentor, and I created this podcast to lead solopreneurs and new earth leaders in doing their soul service through aligned business. Here, myself, my guests, and friends share insights, stories, and strategies to help you build a business that aligns with your values and authenticity. I'm here to inspire you to embrace your uniqueness as you lead the new paradigm shift. I believe that through the new paradigm, business becomes a powerful vehicle that we can utilize to fulfill our soul's service and lead the way to a more conscious world. So let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the podcast. We are up to episode six. How wild is that? The podcast has been going for a month and a half, and I think that's really freaking cool. And it's about time we chat about some human design on here because we haven't really spoken too much about human design and it is one of the tools and modalities that I love to use when it comes to business and life and one of many tools and modalities that I use and yeah he's probably waiting for a little bit of human designy stuff so I thought we could do a bit of an intro to human design for business, human design 101 style chat today for our episode. Now, when I was in my first year of business, in particular, the first six months of my business, I was having like this really like, I guess you could call it a sticky time. Um, I was finding it was like, slow moving and it felt really sludgy and I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to be seeing. I was doing what my mentors had taught me, what I was told to do. I was blindly following in other people's footsteps and trying to really emulate their business. But what I didn't really recognize at that point was they were doing business in a way that worked for them. And the way that went for them didn't necessarily mean it was going to work for me. And then I had this crazy idea about six months into my solopreneur journey. And I was like, you know, that human design thing you've been playing around with for like a couple of years and now dabbling around within life. Why the heck are you not using that in business? So I started to actually implement human design into my business and that's when things started to shift and I started on a very basic level through exploring my my type my strategy and my authority and just by starting to play around with that I was able to start freeing myself from some of the things that I thought that I needed to be doing or ways of doing things and approaches of doing things that just didn't really feel that good and juicy. And I started to allow my own strategy to lead. 
And that's when business started turning around. That's when I went from like struggling to get engagement to my Instagram, like blowing up and building a community and connecting with people and collaborating and calling in clients. And I just did a complete 180 in my business going from feeling really stuck to feeling really expansive. And that's when my journey really started to take off and business started to feel really fun again. Because you know, when you're trying to do business in a way that's like not necessarily the best way for you, it loses that fun. When business feels hard, it's it becomes harder to have fun and feel joyful. Um, but that's what really what human design did for me. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a window or doorway into bringing some human design into your business so that you can open up a little bit more ease and flow. Now, at the end of the day, do we need human design to succeed in business? Absolutely not. If we can trust our intuition, we will be fine. But the thing is, a lot of people struggle with actually trusting and listening to their intuition. There's a lot of second guessing that goes on. And also with seeing themselves, like there's a struggle of self-awareness that happens. And it's really hard to see yourself and what's really actually going on and why things aren't working, which is why it's really helpful to have other people to like mirror things back to you and having coaches to point things out like, well, actually, this is what's going on here. This is where you're stuck. But we also get to have fun tools and modalities like human design that we can kind of use for our reflective process. So if you are like, Stacey, what the fuck is human design? I've never heard of it before. This is the definition from the book, the definitive book of human design. Human design is the science of differentiation. It shows each of us that we have a unique design and a specific purpose to fulfill while on earth. And I love that. Because we are all different, which is why we are all meant to do things differently. And human design is kind of a newer modality. It was founded in the 80s, um, but it's based on ancient systems like ancient astrology, the I Ching, um, the Kabbalah Tree of Life, the Hindu chakra system. It's based on these ancient systems, but it also infuses modern science, like what we now know about the neutrino stream and um, the DNA codons and all of that jazz. Like it's this real synthesis of modalities to bring a lot of stuff together. And I think it's really cool because it gives us language that we can use to understand energy and to understand how we are as a unique individual designed to move through the world. And it's great when we can give words to energy, we can actually apply language to the, the energy, to the unseen um, because it helps us to understand it which is really what we want to do at the end of the day we can feel the energy we know it's there but sometimes it's hard to understand it on an intellectual level which is what a lot of us are looking for we're looking for understanding we our conscious mind wants to understand to grasp and then through that understanding and grasping of the concepts through the language then we're able to really unravel that and user and it can help us on our journey. So when it comes to finding out your human design, it's based on your time, date and location of birth. So it's important to have accurate birth details if you want an accurate chart. But if you don't know your birth um, time and you only know like where you were born and the day that you were born, 
then you can just play around with different times and kind of see like what's changing in the chart because it might be that a lot of the core stuff stays the same. So then you can rely on that core information and then it's about experimenting with the other information to see what resonates the best with you. So when it comes to creating your human design chart, there's actually two calculations that take place that create you. So we have your design calculation, which is your moment of birth. So the moment that you were born, where the planets were in the sky, that gives you one chart. And then there's a personality calculation and your personality is based 88 days before your birth, when the sun was about 88 degrees before you were born. And this really is like your body's wisdom. It's what you're really like inheriting from your generational lineage, the stuff that's been passed down to you. So you've got like your design, which is your moment of birth. That's more like what your soul's bringing with it. And then your personality is more so like what your physical body has inherited in terms of the energy passed down through the line. So together, these create you. And you get a really beautiful chart that goes really, really deep and you can learn a hell of a lot about yourself, but you don't need to go to the full depths of it for it to be beneficial. So we can take this information in this beautiful picture that represents who we are. Um, If you're familiar with me and my work, you probably know I talk a lot about Um, the integration and journey from tropical sidereal into um, tropical human design into sidereal human design. We're not going to get into that today. We're just hitting on the basics of like this is what your type means in your chart. It doesn't really matter what system you're using to chart the stars. So whatever chart you like to use, whatever you resonate with, go for it. If you like Stacey, I don't know what you're talking about. Just use the chart that comes up, just the normal standard chart and you'll be sweet. So when we have our human design chart, it really does help us in business because as I said, we're all different. So the way that we're designed to do business is going to be different too. So some of the things that we can really like uncover when we start looking through the chart is like understanding some of the potential gifts that we have. Oftentimes we're blind to our own gifts. We don't recognize them. Understanding our vulnerabilities, our shadows, our blocks, like where are we susceptible to that kind of thing? Learning how we operate, how to make aligned decisions, what magnetism specifically looks like for us and how to like increase that and tap into that as well as like tapping into your creativity and your flow where you are presupposed to conditioning so where are you likely to have picked up a lot of conditioning either through your childhood or like when you started your your business I kind of think of it like when you're starting your business like you're a baby again and you're observe you're absorbing a lot of that conditioning from the world around you like other business owners you're taking on that's what happened to me and When I work with business owners doing business mentoring, um, particularly business owners that have been in business for two or more years, a lot of the work we're doing is deconditioning what they've picked up around how they should be doing business and unraveling that so they can come back to finding their own way of doing business and what feels good for them. And then how you exchange energy. So the chart is showing like, your energy it's giving you language to understand your energy so 
whenever we're having an interaction with another person, with the world, we are in an energetic exchange. So understanding that is really, really powerful as well. Disclaimer, human design is not a rule book to follow. This does not become your Bible. You do not have to like follow everything to the T. Like it's a process of experimentation. It's a permission slip. It's going, hey, like there's this other way that you could try this. Like why not experiment with it? Let's break out of the mold of society and just try it on for size. See how it feels. Like don't take anything as gospel when you're learning about human design. Don't create new limitations for yourself. This is the biggest thing I see. It's like, People go, oh my God, I feel so free. I understand who I am. I'm going to follow human design. And then you're creating a new set of rules and creating a new box and limitation to put yourself in. So you want to try the information on for size. You want to experiment with it. You want to see what like the experience is like. How was it like before you were doing this? How was it like after you were doing this? And you don't have to go from zero to 100. You don't have to like Go, oh my God, well, my human design says this, so I better like sell my house, burn my business down, go and move and live on a remote island somewhere and live in a cave because I have a caves environment. So I'm going to set up shop in a cave and I've got a line one in my profile. So I'm designed to do a lot of things independently. So I'm going to cut myself off from society um, and create some sort of crazy life like that because you learn about your human design. That's not the purpose of this. You can slowly test and integrate the new information you're learning, exploring outside of the ways that you've always done things, the ways that you've always lived life, and just notice the differences. They might be really subtle. You might feel a lot of resistance, and it gets to be a really, really fun journey. So that was kind of a long intro. I didn't mean for the intro to be long, but I feel like when you're going to learn human design from someone, you need to understand their viewpoints and perceptions of the system because we have some traditionalist teachers, we have some non-traditionalists, we have people like me who kind of just go with whatever feels good and get a lot of information from like observing people in their natural habitats and talking to people about their design And we've got people who like to study the very traditional teachings and like keep everything like to the script and the book. So actually knowing like the person that you're learning from, like how they view the teachings, like do they just see it as a language for energy to play with and something to have fun with? Or do they see it as something really serious? Like knowing that and then you forming your own viewpoints and definitions towards it as well. That's all really important stuff. So you don't fall into any sort of traps around like, oh shit, I have to like pick up my life and move across the country and do this and do that. And this is like, oh my God, I'm going to like suck at life if I don't do everything perfect. It's not that. Anyway, today let's get into some juicy stuff. It's not going to be like too much, but we're going to have a look at human design types in business. So we have our four human design types. We have our generators, our manifestors, our projectors, and our reflectors. And anyone who comes at me and says generators and manifesting generators are two different types in the way that I see it, you guys are both defined sacral centers. These are both a type of generator and all of the types except for reflectors have subtypes anyway. So today I'm not going to be talking about five types. 
generators and manifesting generators go together because we're really just talking about having a defined sacral here. Now, when we're looking at human design types, this is the highest level overview of what is going on in your chart. It's not really looking at what makes you unique. It's not really looking at like how you are specifically designed to operate. It's giving you a very general idea of the way that your energy moves through the world. It's like the most macro layer and the entry point into your design. It's very basic. These are just general, very stereotyped insights into how you exchange your energy and interact with the world. So some of the stuff might not actually resonate that much when we're looking at type because it is so high level. Um, but your strategy comes from your type and that is something that is important and your alignment indicators come from your type. Again, that's something that's important. So you can use your type in your high level strategy in business. So your human design type strategy kind of tells you like, this is how you're designed to interact with the world. Are you designed to initiate or are you designed to wait? Are you designed to inform, respond, wait for an invitation, wait for the moon to do a loop. Like it tells you like how you're designed to move and then your alignment indicators. So we have a not self and a signature. So the not self kind of just shows you like when you are out of alignment, when something's not in alignment with your higher self, something's not as it could be not ideal as it could be and then and it's an indication to get back in alignment and then we have the signature which is going hey you're in alignment good job like keep doing what you're doing and these alignment indicators are really good for being able to like figure out what is for you what is for you is this approach to business for you or not if you're feeling you're not self maybe it's not if you're feeling your signature, maybe it is. So like these really basic things are really fun things to start experimenting with when it comes to business. So let's have a look at our generators first. So there's about 70% of the population will be generators. And these are our sacral beings, which means that in the human design chart, you have a defined sacral center. So we have two types of generators as I'm mentioned we have our pure generators and our manifesting generators so pure generators just means that you are not a manifesting generator you have a defined sacral but you do not have a motor center connected to your throat and a manifesting generator is somebody who has a defined sacral and there's also a motor center that is connected to the throat so when you are a generator you are really here to do the work that you love and to be lit up through your work. And when you do the work that you love, you sparkle and shine and overflow all this really beautiful energy out into the world. It's really important for you to prioritize finding deep satisfaction and fulfillment in your business. That's not to say that there are never going to be things that you have to do that are not satisfying, that don't bring you fulfillment, because it's kind of part of having a business, especially when you're building a business from the ground up and you're doing it alone. There will be things that maybe don't bring you satisfaction. 
but the big vision of what it is that you're creating should bring you satisfaction. If you don't feel deeply satisfied by your high level vision, if you don't find fulfillment in your high level vision, then it's time to do something different. The day-to-day tasks that you're doing, you might find that you get frustrated. You might find creating content frustrating. You might find doing your admin frustrating. So frustration is your not self theme, which is showing you something's not aligned. But if you are deeply fulfilled and satisfied by like the big picture that you're creating, that frustration is something you just have to deal with until you get yourself in a position where you can outsource those tasks. It doesn't mean that just because you're feeling frustrated that you don't have to do content when you want to have an online business. So being really like not overly literal, like, oh, I'm frustrated. I'm in my not self. This is something I'm not supposed to do. So I'm not going to do that. If you start doing that with everything in your business on like a really micro level, you're just going to like implode your business. So like really connecting to that the the big vision of what it is that you're here to do. Now, as a generator, you are designed to wait for things to show up to respond to. And waiting to respond doesn't mean that you're doing nothing. Waiting to respond doesn't mean that you can't do things until things come into your life. You are responding all day, every day to life. From the moment you wake up, you are responding. So if you're like, oh, I've got nothing to respond to, nothing's coming my way. That just means that you're being a hermit and you're locking yourself in your room and you're not doing anything. So you've got to like live life. You've got to get out there. You've got to engage with people. And as you're living life, you're going to be responding to things. And that responding is going to be like this gut response. It's going to be like an expansive feeling or a contractive feeling in your body, it's going to be like pulling you towards it or pushing you away. It's going to come through as a yes or a no. That's your responding. So like even like standing at the fridge going, what do I want to eat? And you're looking at all the food, you're responding to that. And then you'll be like, yes, and you'll grab that food and you'll go and eat it. So just pretend that life is the fridge And you're looking at all these different things and you're opening your awareness to everything that's going on around you. And you're just continuously responding, responding to everything that's happening. And that is what's going to lead you to the places and the people and the things that are in alignment. So when like you're doing business, you're being open to having those things to respond to. Um, And these are your alignment indicators. So sorry, that's not your alignment. (laughs) That's your strategy. That's your strategy. So you're like moving through the world in response. And then you're following that excitement that's pulling you in. Now your alignment indicators, that's the frustration and the satisfaction. So when you are experiencing frustration, that's just like the red flag going, hey, Something's not like 100% over here. Can we just take a pause right now? And can we just assess what's going on? Why am I feeling frustrated? What am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? And figuring that out. And then if you're feeling like satisfied, you just know you're doing what you're meant to be doing, that you're in the right place, doing the right thing. 
And when you are in the work that you're here to be doing, you will find that you get lost in your work and you can just like work all day and it gives you so much energy. And that's why like generators thrive having their own business when they get to do the things that they want to do because they're pouring their energy into something that's actually really meaningful and lights them up. And so they get lost in their work. And when it comes to being in business, passion is your code to success. If you are not passionate about what you're doing, nobody is going to be passionate about what you're doing. But if you are so passionate about what you're doing, everyone's going to feel that passion. Everybody's going to get really drawn into that. So that's your key to success, your key to profit. That's where your magnetism lies. The more passionate you are about something and the more that you allow yourself to show and ooze that passion out into the world, the more successful that you're going to become in your business. So it doesn't really matter what you do or how you do it as long as it's lighting you up. That's all that matters. Of course, there's going to be some things. Don't get like, don't get all, Stacy said that if I'm not lit up, I'm not supposed to do this. There will be things that don't light you up, but you've just got to like put in the grunt work and get through so you can build yourself to a place where you can get them off your plate. And it's not so much about like what you're doing either. It's about the energy you're doing it in. So like if you're following somebody else's business process or way of doing business, and it's not feeling really good, but like it's a proven strategy that works, it might not actually work because the energy you're doing it in is kind of coming from like this resentful place and the energy is not supportive of that. Whereas if you're doing something and you're making up your own dumb process that is not logical, but like you feel really excited while you're doing it, it's probably gonna work. On, a, on an energetic level, you'll be drawing people in. They're going to be like really interested. So it really comes back to like the energy you do things. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling exhausted, that just means you're out of alignment because it's not a generator's natural state to feel those things. A generator in exhaustion means that a generator is doing too much of what is not for them and they're not doing enough of what lights them up of what they're passionate about. Now, when you don't wait to respond, so remember your strategy is wait to respond. When you don't wait to respond and you just like get an idea, like a mental idea, and it feels exciting, but you didn't respond to something in your external world, and you get this idea and you start trying to initiate and push it out into the world, you risk wasting a lot of time and energy on something that wasn't actually correct for you or you didn't really desire because you don't really know that you desire it because your sacral hasn't had a real chance to respond to it because it came from inside your head instead of your external world. The ideas are going to be magnetized to you. Like when you are in a state of alignment, when you are open and have your awareness open and you are living life and you are responding ideas are going to magnetize to you you don't have to go looking for things you don't have to search for them if you're like well there's nothing coming there are no ideas you need to start cleaning up what is already there like how many things are you doing that aren't lighting you up how many people are you bending over backwards trying to please how many like projects do you have on the go that you're trying to force yourself to finish because 
you started them and they that you know they're not aligned you said yes to them when you should have said no like you've got to start getting rid of some of that stuff to create energetic space for the things to come to you but you don't have to go searching for them you just have to create space for them and open your awareness and when you are operating in a state of alignment attraction marketing is going to be where it's at for you all you need to do is embody your work live and breathe what you were doing, be the embodiment of that and your passion and your excitement around that is what's going to draw people in. That's it. Your passion and your excitement is the key to your success as a generator. Now let's have a look at our projectors. So our projectors make up about 20% of the population and you guys are really here to be our guides. Projectors guide, they transmute, they improve and make more efficient the energy which already exists. They're not really here to add new energy to the pot. They're not creating new energy to add to the pot. They're guiding the energy that's there. They're making it more more efficient. I like to call projectors the seers because they can see things that other people can't see. When I was doing my first human design training, um, there was a like a, a metaphor or analogy. I think it's an analogy. I always get those two things mixed up about projectors. So projectors are like the birds in the trees and they're sitting up in the tree. They're looking down on the zoo animals running around on the ground like crazy. And there's just like absolute chaos going on down there. And the projectors are up there going, well, if this was like this and this was like that and we change this one thing over here, then it's going to be so much more efficient. It's going to work so much better. That's what projectors do. They've got like this bird's eye view and they can see how things can be done better. Essentially, that's that's a projector. So as a projector, your number one priority is always to embrace your gifts and recognize yourself first. So become the expert, recognize your gifts, share your gifts. That's like the projector process. Actually carving out time to like work on those things is really important for you like actually allowing yourself to go deep into the study and mastery of that in which you want to serve through and recognizing in yourself that you're fucking incredible at that because if you're not recognizing yourself it's really hard for other people to recognize you because you'll be really like hiding your gifts and playing small whereas if you're like actually being an aligned projector, you're just going to be owning your gifts and talking about your gifts without trying to like force them on anyone, without giving that unsolicited advice that projectors love to do. But like you're just really like being you and sharing your expertise and like talking about it and allowing other people to then witness it and see that just by you recognizing the gift that you have and sharing it. So as a projector, your alignment indicators are bitterness and success. So when you're doing things and success doesn't just mean like you have lots of money or like people are telling you like you're amazing, like success isn't external. Success is a feeling within you and you could have nothing and you could still feel successful. If you were recognizing yourself and your gifts, you would feel successful. So when you're feeling that feeling of success, you know, like you're doing things right. But as soon as that bitterness starts to come in, um, it's a, that's that red flag coming up going, excuse me, something's not quite right. Where are you trying to force yourself onto other people? Where are you doing things that are not aligned for you? 
where are you saying yes when you really want to say no because projectors they want to try and fix everything but their energy actually doesn't expand to everything it's very more like penetrative let's focus on like a few things that matter rather than like everything so when that bitterness is coming up it's an opportunity for to assess you are what is called a non-energy being like i said you're not here to add energy to the pot you're here to work with the energy that's already there and like transmute it and improve it make it more efficient so when it comes to thinking about like your business you want to make sure you have a business model and structure that supports this like having a business where you are doing back-to-back one-on-one calls four days a week is not sustainable your energy is not going to sustain that you're not going to be giving yourself the time and the space that you actually need in order to like hone your gifts to like go deeper into what it is and to spend time actually seeing like seeing the world seeing what can be transmuted seeing where things could be made more efficient and most importantly as a projector waiting for an invitation does not mean doing nothing that's like the biggest thing projectors are like, oh, I have to wait for the invitation. I can't do anything. I can't start. I'm just going to sit here and wait for somebody to come and invite me. Whereas like really waiting for the invitation means like you need to be honing in on your gifts, developing your gifts, learning to recognize yourself. And then like actually just like putting this out so people have an opportunity to recognize you and invite you. Because if they can't see you because you're sitting in your room waiting for an invitation, afraid to open your mouth, you're not going to get an invitation because I don't know that you exist. But if you're like honing in on your gifts and then you're recognizing yourself and you're coming out and sharing those gifts, then people go, oh my God, I recognize them. I'm going to invite them. I have an invitation for them. And that's where like the invitations flow. And invitations aren't always like really clear. They're not always verbal. Sometimes they're more so just like an energetic invitation as well. So some things that you might want to like think about in your business is like creating a model that allows for lots of rest, having like a few active work hours per day, like active work hours being like you're using your gifts, you're guiding others. So maybe if you're doing like one-on-one coaching or one-on-one sessions, like you're limiting yourself to like two or three sessions in a day. And then you're spending the remainder of that time resting, observing the world around you, observing your community and learning, developing your gifts. There's not like there's like a lot of stereotypes that all projectors lead, need lots of naps and um, they sleep for like 12 hours a night and they nap all day. But there's not like a hard and fast rule around that because as I said, your type is such a high level overview of your chart. As a projector, it actually comes back down to like how many motor centers do you have defined? Because you could have three motor centers defined and you're going to have a lot of energy or you could have zero motor centers defined. And then you might find that you need a lot more rest. So as a projector, you will be amazing at working one-on-one with people because you have this ability to see other people so clearly and so well. However, you really want to be mindful of how much of that style of work you're doing because 
your energy might not sustain a lot of one-to-one clients. So you might want to also consider ways to have leveraged offers and one-to-many offers in your business as well. Um, That can be something that really helps. And then also like you might find that it feels good to have a niche. Niches are a little bit controversial these days, but as you hone your gifts, you might get more specific in like what it is that you feel like you're here to bring and serve through. So like having a niche can actually feel really good for a projector. And when it comes to marketing, using just like this really low key casual style of marketing can be good for you because like you see people and it can feel like a lot when you, um, your energy can just feel like a lot sometimes, especially if you like talk to pain points or anything like that. Um, not that I love pain point marketing, but if you are a projector and you are talking to pain points, it can feel a lot and be very triggering for people. Um, so leaning into more of like a casual marketing style, like sharing what you're up to, what you're learning about, what you're working with your clients on, and then providing invitations for how people can learn more or how they can connect so that they can experience them this themselves. If it feels salesy to you, it's going to feel salesy to other people. So that can be your guiding light. And because people need to recognize you first and invite you rather than you like pushing yourself onto them, doing things like cold pitches, hard sales, it can just feel a little bit gross in your energy. So it's just something to be mindful of and experiment with and play around with. Alrighty, let's have a look at our manifestors now. So... Our manifestors are here to initiate growth. They do things differently. They're ahead of the curve and they're not here to be normal or they're not here to be like everyone else. Like you can't put a manifestor in a box. They're here to do something that hasn't been done before. And for a manifestor, the alignment indicators are anger and peace. So when a manifestor is feeling peace, then it means that they are in alignment. And when they're feeling anger, then something's not quite right. Um, so just remembering like those are the red flags, the, the anger is the red flag, the peace is the green flag, and that can really guide you in like figuring out if you're doing business in a way that works for you, especially because you're not here to do things like other people. And as a manifester, you are here to like initiate and inform. So that's a big part of your business, like initiating and informing, letting people know what's going on, let like, just like. It doesn't have to be like formal. It's just like this casual, like I'm doing this. I'm thinking about doing this. Um, Just like that informing process. So as manifestors, we have to really like spend time cultivating our connection with our intuition, source and spirit, because that's where our urges come from. And manifestors have a cycle. Like everyone has a cycle, but manifestors have this really like, distinct urge cycle that comes in on top of like our natural moon cycles and the other cycles that we all move through as humans and as a manifester you have like these urge cycles so we start with spring these mirror the the seasons as above so below like it's all it's all like the same so with the manifester cycle, we start with spring. So that's when the energy starts coming through. It's like ready for something new. The energy is picking up and then we move into a summer. And in summer, we've gone, this is what I'm going to do. 
We've made like that urge has like dropped in. We are ready to initiate that urge into the world. So we're initiating, we're informing, we're telling others about what's going on. And that's our summer. And then that's when we have like the peak of our energy and we're like getting like weeks and months and years worth of work done in like condensed collapsed timelines. And then we move into autumn. And this is when our energy starts to like decrease. And we're like, I think I'm finished. Feels like it's time to move on. We're wrapping up. We're informing like that we're moving on. This is wrapping up now. And then we come into winter, which is a deep rest, reflection and contemplation period. And then we spend however long needs to be spent in winter. Like these different periods, they don't necessarily take the same amount of time. Sometimes winter can be very long. So we're like in winter and we're resting and then all of a sudden spring will come and we'll feel ready for something new again and then we'll continue to move through the cycles. And that's how a manifester moves. And actually like paying attention and learning these cycles and like learning to recognize the signs and not fighting against them is actually going to be really really important in your business because you don't want to be fighting against that rest because if you're fighting against the rest, you're not going to be able to receive the urge. So you're not going to be able to tap into your full power. So you want to think about how can you create a business model or a business structure that works with these cycles. Now, you want to be informing at all these these stages of your cycles. You're not asking anyone for permission when you're informing. You're just telling them like, this is what's going on. This is where you're at. And it's kind of like you're just narrating your own story to the people around you, to the universe. Um, this is also like how you manifest things to into existence as well. Like if you're like working through a new urge or like you're in your, your spring when something's coming through and then you're in your summer and you've decided you're going, I'm thinking about, I'm doing, I'm thinking about, I'm doing. And you're just really narrating your story and you're telling the people around you and who needs to know. Like that's informing. It's not going... Um, I want your opinion on this. I think I'm going to do this. What do you think? It's just like, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm doing this. And then just know that you're not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. Your um, aura is naturally going to repel people that are not meant for you. Trust it. It's a protection thing. You're being protected by repelling the people that aren't meant for you. And your superpower is always going to lie in your voice. And it's your power to initiate so use your voice, like don't, don't hide your voice. You want to be informing your audience. You want to be telling your community, like these are your offerings. Like you're not asking for anything. You're telling them how to get the, how to get the thing. You're not going, do you want to buy my offer? Would you like to learn more about my offer? No, it's more of a like, this is my offer. If you want to learn more, go here. This is my offer to buy it go here. Like it's more of this telling and informing um, and just using that. I have, you can get it by doing this. I'm going to do this or I'm doing this. If you want to come, do this. And the key here is just to tell people what you're doing before you do it or as you're doing it, not after. Otherwise you get like too far ahead and they can't catch up. Because you move really fast, you're a manifester. 
As soon as you've made that decision, you can start informing and inviting people. You can even be like, I'm thinking about doing this if you haven't like made the decision yet. And then once you've decided, you're like, I'm doing this, you can be a part of it by and telling them what they need to do. Again, informing them what they need to do, not asking them, informing. So that's our manifestors. And now our fourth and final type, our reflectors in business. Our reflectors are a very special breed. Oh, I didn't say manifestors make up about 9% of the population and our reflectors make up our final 1%. So our reflectors are here to show us being the collective, what is and what isn't working. They see everything. They're not here to master any one thing. Their ability is, well, their superpower is their ability to just be whatever their audience needs to be. So they can be and do just about anything. You won't find two reflectors that are the same. They're very intuitive and it's your superpower. This intuition, this ability to see is your superpower and your ref- as your name suggests, is you reflect that back. You reflect it back to your, your audience and your community. As a reflector, your alignment indicators are disappointment and surprise. So if you're feeling disappointment, then something is not in alignment. And it could be the people that you're around, the environment that you're in, trying to be something that you're not. Like maybe you've created an expectation because you're trying to be more like, something that you're not that's when the disappointment comes up and the surprise that comes up is kind of like that surprise where you're really like delighted and the surprise that comes through is like oh that feels good oh I wasn't expecting that that's really nice um and that's going to show you that you are in alignment and what the most important thing is for our reflectors out there is being in an environment and around people that feel good to you because your body is just like open. You have so much white in your chart. You're taking on so much energy from your external environment. So you need to be putting yourself in an environment with the right people that actually feel good in your body. You need to let go of any need or expectation to be consistent, to be reliable. That is not you. You ebb, you flow, you move through the world just like reflecting everything back so you really want to create a business model and structure that allows for you to have a lot of rest that allows you to slow down make like really slow decisions there's no rushing things everything happens in its own time just trusting that process making sure that you do have the right systems and processes to support you is going to be key for your business sustainability and you want to build space for rest and being alone into your business model as well like you don't want to have a business model that means that you work five days a week and you're with people all day like you want to be able to unplug you need to have some like total rest days of preferably being completely alone um where you can just be in your own energy and release everything that you've picked up and like come back to yourself and your center And don't be pressuring yourself to do long work days because that's just going to make you wear your body down. It's going to wear you out, especially if that's the kind of work where you're interacting with other people. You're definitely not designed to be interacting with other people, like taking on all that energy all day, every day. Create a community, 
community will be the center of your business and you just use your intuition and your community will allow you to reflect back to them what they need. And that's your role. That's Being a reflector is such a selfless thing because you're really doing it for the community, not so much for yourself. Intuitively, you're always going to be able to say and share what your community needs to hear. Like you don't need to rely on any sort of marketing strategy or tactic, mostly just trusting your intuition. So actually like allowing yourself the time and space to develop your intuition as well. And before you commit to anything in your business, take the time, allow yourself to move through a moon cycle, allow yourself to connect inwards with yourself and feel how you felt about that thing like each day of that cycle and really connect before you like jump into anything do the things when you're feeling inspired don't force it when you're not and knowing that like you're not somebody who's going to be really consistent in your brands your voice your tone is going to change over time to reflect what your community needs to hear and you are very heavily influenced by the community that you create so don't feel like you have to move fast don't feel like you have to rush things to get it out this is your permission to slow right down and enjoy the journey So that is our four types in business. I hope that you got a couple of nuggets there and you've got some things to go away and test out and try and utilize in your business. I think it's really fun. This is just the the, the tippity top of the iceberg. There is so much more depth to this human design in business, but this is where you can start. You can start experimenting with this. And let me know, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if you had any big uh ahas or like you learned something new and you're excited to try it and maybe you have tried it and you want to share the experience that you had. My DMs are open at Stacey underscore Buglehole linked in the show notes. And I will talk to you in our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to New Paradigm Business. As we wrap up this episode, Remember that embracing your uniqueness and authenticity in your solopreneurial journey is not just a path to success, it's a path to fulfillment and deep contribution. Join us in our mission to bridge the gap between practical business strategies and spiritual growth. Together, we're leading the new paradigm shift, one soul aligns business at a time as we collectively raise the consciousness of our world. If you found value in today's episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and share it with fellow solopreneurs and new earth leaders who are on a similar journey of transformation. To stay updated on our latest episodes and connect with our community, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Stacy underscore Buglehole and join our private Telegram community. All links are in the show notes. Your presence and engagement means the world to us. Remember, you have the power to create a business that not only supports your soul's service, but also contributes to a more conscious world. Your uniqueness is your greatest asset. Keep embracing your authenticity and leading with love. Together, we're creating new paradigm business. Until next time.